Deborah Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there. This is Kat, and thank you for joining me today on my live podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation we're going to have today. And of course, it's um, podcasting and how you can grow your business with podcasting, which I love because we are doing podcasting now. So without further ado, let me bring on Courtney Elmer, who is the founder and CEO of Effortless Life. Hi, Courtney. Hello, Kat. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here with you. Awesome. I'm excited to have you, and um, uh, I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July, and I hope you had a pre-4th of July this weekend, but tomorrow's 4th of July, right? (laughs) Yes, and this weekend was so nice. It was so laid back. We didn't do much of anything, which is like secretly my favorite kind of weekend. Just curled up, read a good book, you know, and hang out, so. Oh, good, good, good. I have to give you my, uh, like my two seconds of what Fourth of July means to me because it do, it is significant for me and my business because I started my entrepreneur role on July fourth, twenty fourteen. Wow! Yeah, how exciting! So, yeah, so so it's it's like the what is it Independence Day? Independence cat. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, congrats! That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, give uh, my audience a little background about, you know, what you're currently doing and um, just give us some, some, you know, info. Absolutely. So what we do is we help leaders expand their thought leadership and reach a wider audience with their message through podcasting. And one of the things that is so crazy to me about this journey of entrepreneurship is that this is something I never saw myself doing or teaching in a million years. And if you go back in time with me about 10 years ago, I was corporate life, Mm -hmm. that ladder, nine to five, taking work home with me at night, working on the weekends and working through lunch breaks. And just, you know, I was young, I was single at the time doing anything and everything I could to earn that status, that recognition, all these things that we think, you know, are going to be the ticket to our success, our freedom, our happiness, fulfillment, you know, insert any adjective there that you want. Um, But I met the love of my life around that time. And we started dating and got engaged and planned our wedding. And it was a couple of weeks before our wedding that I was in bed with a really bad sinus infection. And I remember thinking to myself, like, of course, I'm so stressed. I can't wait for this wedding to be over. You know, I just want things to settle down and be able to catch a breath and kind of get back to normal. Well, little did I know that I would never go back to normal from that point forward. Because two days after we got home from our honeymoon, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Oh, my God. Completely came out of left field. Wow. Kat, I remember sitting in the doctor's office that day, you know, feeling like I had just been hit by a ton of bricks. 
and thinking to myself, I have got to make a change because it was all too clear to me in that moment that I had been burning the candle at both ends. And for what? You know, I mean, yes, I had the nice car and I had the title and I had, you know, clients and, and all the things that, you know, we might measure our success by based on the world standards. But I was realizing that there were gifts and talents that I had that I was not using. And this is going to sound very cliche, but in that moment, I realized how short life is. I mean, I was 25 years old at the time that I got this diagnosis. Wow. And so I knew I had to change I didn't know what to change. I went through surgery, treatment, you know, radiation, recovery. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could say that I walked away from my corporate life at that moment and started my business and the rest is history. (laughs) I was afraid. I was so afraid. And I went right back to my comfort zone, right Mm -hmm. back to what I felt I was good at, right back to things that I felt capable at. You know, starting a business, what was that? I I, I wanted to do that, but I didn't know how to do that, right? And it was totally self-doubt getting in my way. So fast forward about three more years from that diagnosis, and I was in a very emotionally abusive work environment, and I knew I could not continue working in that environment. I was like, it is time for me to draw my line in the sand. So I did. I turned in my resignation, and I walked away, and I opened the door six months later to Courtney Elmer coaching. I had no idea what I was going to do, right? I was just like, I'm just going to get into this coaching thing. I can help people. I've got this life experience, you know, and I was just on this journey of personal growth too and was learning so much. And this was over seven years ago at this point. Wow, my, my, how much I've learned since then. But got into business and really just started leaning on those things that I have <laughs> always felt that I have a natural inclination for, which is writing, speaking, and really just speaking from the heart, just, you know, looking to help people. I didn't have a specific, you know, mission statement or, you know, here's what we do. You know, this, our marketing, my marketing was probably the vaguest thing on earth. You know, people were like, I have no idea what, what you do, Courtney, what, what are you doing? <laughs> but as it's evolved through the years, we fine tuned and refined and fine tuned more and refined more until finally now, you know, I realize the work that I am meant to be doing here, which is number one, using my voice to create an impact. Yeah. Um, which is, is a very significant significant part of my own story. But number two, helping other entrepreneurs do the same. And it's one thing to say, oh, yes, use your voice and, you know, be a change, be a force of change in the world and get your message out there. But when we are in business, when we are in the weeds of the day-to-day, just trying to grow, trying to get leads in the door, generate revenue, close those sales, we can get very lost in those weeds. And it can be difficult to know, okay, first of all, here's the thing that I got into business for, but now how do I first stay connected to that thing? And number two, promote that thing, share that thing in a way that feels authentic to me without feeling like, you know, I'm burning out posting 12 times a week on social media, right? We kind of just become jaded with our own message. So that's what I really feel called to do is it wake people up and say, look, you got into business for a reason. You Mm -hmm. had a calling on your heart. You had a message to share. You want to make an impact. And now let's create a vehicle for you to be able to do that. Let's leverage a very, very powerful vehicle for you to be able to do that. And that vehicle for us has been podcasting. That is amazing. Yeah. Such a, such a powerful platform. Okay. So I have to ask, so where are you with the cancer then? 10 years cancer free. Awesome. Congratulations. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. So, um, wow, what a journey. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, 
don't wish cancer on anyone. I don't. But, you know, I think it's interesting how it helped you open your eyes, right? Because had you stayed on that path, had you not had cancer, had you stayed on that path, you probably would be born, burnt, burnout, corporate America, Courtney today. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, yep. and now you're Courtney, who is, you know, calm with yourself and doing what you want to do in life, right? Yes. I'm so grateful for that diagnosis. I mean, it's crazy to to say that, but also not crazy at the same time. I can't imagine my life any differently. Yeah. Not and especially experience. at that age, um, you know, because I'm an entrepreneur and I started my entrepreneurial role late in life. I, I think it's going to be nine years that I've had my business and I'm 50 now. So I wish I would have done it earlier because I absolutely love the entrepreneurial role, you know. Um, and so I think it's incredible that you had that option to start earlier in life. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, podcasting and how that can help a business grow. Because, you know, a lot of people are, you know, hey, do this, this will help you do this, do this, do this. So help, enlighten us, help us understand, is this a reflection of you've used it and applied it to your business, now you've created this, you know, platform that replicates how you you know, tailored it or talk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll take you back in time with me again, three years ago. This is right before the pandemic. This is late 2019. And I can remember at that point in my life, my son was really young. He was about two years old and he was home with me full time. He wasn't in school yet. And I was working in the nooks and crannies of the day. You know, I had just given birth to this baby. I mean, he was a toddler at that point, but also had just birthed my business recently, you know, and it felt like I was raising these two, two babies yep. at the same time and both very different, you know, and, and sacrificing one for the other and vice versa. Because when he was napping, I was working. And then, you know, my work wasn't getting tended to when I was with him. And it was just a very stressful time in my life that doing that juggle. And I can remember at that time, feeling so frustrated because the only way that I was really marketing my business at that time was through social media. I didn't mm -hmm. have a big budget for ads. I didn't have a podcast at the time. Didn't have a blog. Didn't have, you know, some of these other things. So SEO, like definitely didn't have time for that. <laughs> so social media was the channel for me. And I can remember feeling like I just had this vast wealth of knowledge to share with people and so much that I wanted to be able to coach people on and help them, you know, solve problems and achieve these transformation and desired outcomes in their life. But that it was really difficult to fit all that into a 15-second video or 100-word Instagram caption. And I felt mm -hmm. like in my social media content, I was barely able to scratch the surface with what I, the value that I truly wanted to be able to provide people. So one of the, one of the only ways that I would get like hands-free time in the day when, you know, outside of naps was when I would put my son in his stroller, I'd strap him in, I'd put my AirPods in, and we'd go walk the neighborhood for miles and I would listen to podcasts. Yep. yep. Just listen and listen and listen and consume and consume and consume. And just one day it dawned on me and I was like, Courtney, you could do this. You know, rather than listening to all these experts share their knowledge every week with this, you know, audience yep. that they've built using a, a podcast as their stage, why not build your stage? Start a podcast. That was yep. like, that was it. That was the spark that I needed. I sat on that idea for a while. It was a good six months, you know, of just kind of mm -hmm. like dragging my feet and not really doing anything. But I went to a conference in October of 2019 and met someone who was like, look, podcasting is not that difficult. I'll give you some tips. Let's let's plan it some time to sit down. We'll chat, you know, whenever you get back and, uh, and I'll give you some pointers. And he did. We had a one hour conversation. I was taking notes furiously. Mm -hmm. 
And a few short months after that, this was February, right before everything shut down, <laughs> we launched our show. And within 48 hours, we had over 65 five-star reviews. I didn't even know to check the charts and, you know, how to rank and all this stuff. You know, I'm sure we did because of the number of downloads we had and just the incredible response that we had when we launched our podcast. So people started reaching out to me from my own network. Like, Courtney, how'd you do that? Can you teach me? So finally, I had enough people reaching out. I'm like, look, I'm going to sit you guys in a room. We're going to go through this in six weeks. I'm going to teach you exactly what I did. And if it works for you, great. Kat, they followed this process, which is now our formula, and they were getting better results than I did. I mean, they oh, were great. I mean, we had a client outrank Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield. Mm-hmm. We had another get over 105 star reviews, and he was like, Courtney, this was the best month in sales I've ever had, you know, within my business. And very quickly, I learned what a powerful platform podcasting could be. I started mm-hmm. my show to create deeper connection with my audience because yep. I wasn't getting that from social media. But to your point, you know, we do get bombarded with all these messages from all. So you need to be, you need to have a book. You need to have a blog. You need to be doing this. Oh my gosh, you're not doing it. You're not on YouTube. Are you kidding me? LinkedIn, right? And then suddenly we just feel overwhelmed because it's like, well, I can't even figure out how to get one platform to work, much less have a presence on multiple platforms. Right. And it can become very frustrating because none of us got into business to market our business. We got into business to help people. We got into business to do good work and to make a difference. So the things that podcasting has given me, number one is a voice of authority. Mm -hmm. On social media, I'm competing with over a billion users, many of whom are competing for the same people's attention that that I'm competing for. And so you you just get lost in a sea of voices. And this is why so many people feel frustrated having to post three, four, five, six, 12 times a week because your content gets buried within 24 hours you know, it doesn't seem, doesn't matter what trend you follow or what you say, you, you can't get people to DM you. You can't get them commenting. You can't get them engaging. It's definitely not driving sales for you. Right. You become this point of frustration. Because of the authority that podcasting gives you, it's kind of like writing a book. You know, you, you put your author behind your name and people are like, oh, you know something about this. Podcasting is very much the same way. It's more of a dynamic content medium than a book is. Mm-hmm. But it brings that same mm-hmm. level of expertise and authority. So it, so just by the nature of the platform, it's positioning you as a thought leader mm-hmm. in your niche, as an expert on a topic. And we all know that when you're in that stage of business between growth and scaling, we really need to be focusing more on macro content. That's that thought leadership content that often is difficult mm-hmm. to develop on a short form content platform. I don't care if it's LinkedIn or YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, but it's very difficult to develop that thought leadership because it's the it's the wrong medium. It's the wrong type of content for thought leadership. And so, you know, for most of us, when we're ready to make that next level leap in our business, it comes with getting people <laughs> to, to see us as, as that thought leader. Right. Yep. And most of us feel like that unheard expert. We want to be seen as that thought leader. <clears throat> and because of the relationship that it can build with your community, they trust you. You know how important that is in terms of revenue, you know, generating leads, generating sales. That really, to me, it's the platform <clears throat> that allows you to be seen as a thought leader, cut your marketing time in half because you're no longer having to constantly come up with this content every day. <clears throat> it's evergreen. So someone could find it three years from now and listen to an episode and become a lead and potentially a client. Mm -hmm. 
And it allows you to use your voice authentically and really make a deeper impact. You know, we can go deeper, not just scratching the surface with all of the short form content. Yeah. I'm going to pause there because I, I could just go on about this all day. I love, <laughs> I love podcasting and how powerful it is, but that's what it did for me. And I've seen it do the same for so, so many entrepreneurs. Okay. So who is an ideal candidate though for podcasting? Because I've seen all, I mean, I'm, I listen to podcasts as well and I'm a podcaster, uh, but I'm like you, like if I'm walking around or in my car, I love listening to podcasts. So who, who do you feel like is the best candidate? Yeah. I'll say for the entrepreneurial space, you know, so for your coaches, your consultants, your speakers, your authors, those who are essentially knowledge brokers, right? We have knowledge on a topic and we are selling that knowledge for lack of a better way to put it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's our methodology. It's our unique approach to something. And I will say, you know, if you have a very clear offer, like it's dialed in. You've sold mm-hmm. that offer. You have a methodology. You have a unique approach. You know what you're doing in the in the entrepreneurial space. You have a proven mm-hmm. offer. That's number one. And you have a very clearly defined target audience. And that's important because what will happen is, you know, and I'll get people that come to me and they'll say, you know, I'm not really sure who my who my ideal client is yet. Or I feel like I have an offer and I've sold it, but I'm also thinking of doing this other thing over here. I've got this other thing going on over here. And quite frankly, those people are not ready for podcasts yet. Right. Because of the way that a podcast will amplify your brand and the way that it does that so quickly, particularly when you're ranking, it you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready not only to educate and empower and inspire you know, through your content, mm-hmm. you need to be able to attract the right audience to your show because those are going to become potential clients for you. So we've got to have that audience alignment and they they have to be able to get value from the the content that you're providing within your show. So I feel like, you know, there are going to be some people out there who tell you it doesn't matter. Just have, you know, a topic that you're passionate about, something you can just talk about all day long, right? Pick that. I'm like, that's a great place to start. But if we're going to be leveraging this platform to grow our business, got to be really strategic about it. Right. I feel like there's two different kinds of podcasting. There's fun podcasting that you're doing it just to, you know, you just want to have fun and this is just something for you to release, right? And then there's purposeful podcasting, which, you know, mine is very purposeful. I I, I know that yours is very purposeful. Um, and I do um, have a few clients that do podcasting that is purposeful as well. Um, okay, so the other question that somebody tuning in is probably uh, thinking about or are going to ask you or would ask you is probably time commitment because this is on you. This is not like you can hire someone to do it for you, right? Because it's your authority. You can't be a thought leader through someone else. So what is it is a, a commitment, right? It is. It is. And I'm so glad you bring this up. Because time is the number one, you know, objection, if you will, that people say to podcasting, you know. And I mean, the other things are close second would be, I don't like the sound of my voice, you know, I'm going to run out of things to talk about. But time is really the biggest thing because we know that it's an undertaking. When you can listen to any podcast and you know, on average, an episode's about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. There's post-production work that even if that host isn't editing, you know, has gone into that episode. There's, of course, the preparation for that episode, the coming up with the content, right? And we could go on and on. And suddenly it sounds like podcasting is a full-time job. 
But at the end of the day, I think the bigger question we have to ask ourselves as business leaders is what is it costing me not to invest my time in this platform? Yeah. Because let's look at it this way. If you have a six-figure business right now and you want a seven-figure business, and right now you're marketing your business, however you're doing it, maybe it's social media, maybe it's some paid advertising, maybe you've got a YouTube channel, but it's costing you a million dollars a year not to figure out how to get to seven figures. Yeah. And one of the missing pieces in that is thought leadership. Yeah. Because people, and I often say it like this, there's a difference between being an expert and an authority. An expert knows a lot about something, but nobody else knows that they know that. Yep. An authority is when you know a lot about something and others know that you know a lot about something. Look right. at Amy Porterfield. She's an authority on marketing because we all know she knows a lot about marketing. And how do we know that? Well, it's through mm -hmm. her content. One of her main platforms being a podcast where we can go deeper with her and actually get that insight into her knowledge. So you've got to kind of look at it from that, that zoomed out perspective and say, okay, if this is going to take me, and let's say down to brass tacks, for me, it's about an hour a week on average. And I'm a big fan of batching. <laughs> so truthfully, I record once a month and I have my editor take it from there and that's it. I'm focused on other stuff in my business the rest of that month. You know, I spend half a day recording and, and that's it. But if we were to break it out on averages, you know, I would say plan about an hour a week. Where are you spending that hour right now? Are you spending it on social media? Are you spending right. it trying to grow three different platforms at once? Right. Let's say you're trying to grow your Instagram, your LinkedIn, and I don't know, you're starting a YouTube channel. Well, suddenly that hour, now you only have 20 minutes to spend on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on YouTube. You're dividing your time. And we all know that, you know, when we can go deeper on something, we can invest that time, mm -hmm. you know, a bit more time on that one thing, we'll actually be able to achieve a result more quickly. So this is a, a big thing because it's very attractive to say like, oh, I'm going to have all this presence on all of these platforms. I need to be omnipresent. I need to be everywhere at once. So we try to build these multiple platforms at one time, but we're not getting anywhere fast because we're yep. spreading ourselves too thin. We can't go as deep as we need to on those platforms. There's a learning curve for each one. And, you know, we wind up burning ourselves out. Yeah. So I'm more of the mindset of, you know, go deep, not wide. Yeah. And with yeah. a podcast, okay, you've still got that one hour. Mm -hmm. But now you're investing that one hour into a content medium that can live on for years. Right. It is something that doesn't just disappear in 24 hours because, you know, so many people have scrolled past it already. It's something that someone can find six months from now. A year yep. from now, two oh, yeah. years from now, and become a lead, become a client, right? So it's yeah. essentially for thought leadership, every podcast episode that you create is essentially building you a library of your thought leadership content that will compound in growth over time in a way that short form content platforms simply can't do. Yep. Yep. I agree. Uh, okay. I'm going to throw another ball at you. <laughs> So not everybody is really made for podcasting because I will tell you that, you know, a lot of times when I have guests, I interview them and I look at samples because I've had bad guests. And what do I mean by bad guests? Meaning they can't ad lib talk. They have to script. They want you to send a list of your questions. I like you know, knowing general, right, general things, and then having a conversation. But there are people that want to script everything. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll be honest with you, Kat. Those people are afraid of rejection. 
<laughs> okay. There's a deeper fear there. I'm just going to come out and say it. Why? Because I was the person who scripted for the first year plus of my podcast because I was so freaking afraid of people being like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know what she's talking about, right? Yeah. Or making a wrong move or saying the wrong thing. And at the end of the day, that was the thing that kept people from connecting with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting how our mind works to try to keep us safe. But there I did have a very deep-rooted fear. And two of my fears, you know, if we could go really deep here and go back into my childhood, right? We'd be here all day unpacking that stuff. But fear of rejection, fear of abandonment. Yeah. And so that translated directly into my business. And that was the thing that really kept me from being who Courtney Elmer is Mm -hmm. as I showed up behind this mic, as I showed up on a video screen. So until I was able to work through that and the limiting beliefs that were wrapped up in that for me, it was very difficult for me to show up without a script or to show up without things worded exactly the way that I thought, you know, but that, that, the, the way that I thought people wanted to hear them, the way that I thought made me sound smart or educated or, you know, like I knew what I was talking about. And at the end of the day, people want to connect with people. Yeah. And I had a voice coach at one point. Because a lot of these subconscious thoughts come through your voice. We don't often realize it. But if you go back and look at like my old Facebook video, please don't do that though. Don't don't, don't go back and look. But if you were to go back and look seven years ago, you would see a different Courtney. You know, it was a polished, like someone who I thought I needed to be to show up online and in this space. And as I've grown and evolved through the years, what I have learned is that at the end of the day, we're all human. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we're all going to have those self-doubts and those fears that we have to overcome. That's just part of being human. That's a lifelong journey. But if we let that stop us from doing the work we're here to do, that's when we do a real disservice to ourselves. And I had a mentor one time ask me that. He said, Courtney, come on, what's more important? Someone's opinion of you or the work you're here to do? Right. Like, oh, shoot. Like, I knew. You know, of course, you know it's right. (laughs) I'm like, dang it. And so – That is when I I started to recognize the power that we all have just in the rawness and the realness of who we are as humans. You might laugh at this. I mean, you know, for me, it's so enjoyable to have a conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, as a guest, because it is, it's just a conversation or even as a host, you know, I'm just chatting with my guests, but on those solo episodes, you know, you're just talking to the microphone. It's like, (laughs) what do I, ah, you feel weird, but I'll, I'll either pull up that person, you know, my ideal client, or maybe it's a client I've worked with, you know, who is an ideal client and I'll, I'll pull them up on the screen and I'll just talk to them. You know, put them on my phone right next to me. And it's like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Okay. So here's what we're going to talk about today, you know, and then we get into it. We go. And what that does is for my listener, it helps them connect with me because suddenly I'm not like, you know, stiff and oh, I got to say it this way, you know, because then it makes you feel stiff and then it's not fun for anybody. But that's another reason why I do love podcasting because it gives you the permission to be you. Yeah. And, and there's the beauty of editing too, right? So if you really oh, yeah. do make a big flub, well, that could just get cut out. <laughs> uh, well, you, and you really tap on something and I'm going to highlight it because when you speak from your heart, you can hear the, the, um, the emotion, you can hear the passion, you can hear so many things when people speak from their heart. When you read, you're hearing reading, right? When you, when you read. And you can, people can discern the difference, right? Um, and I, I will tell you that the podcasts that I'm addicted to are generally the people that are talking from their heart, that they've experienced it, they've walked through it, you know, they've lived it. And those to me are like really compelling. And that's what you want, right? You want to compel someone. 
You want to influence them and you want to compel them so much that they're like, I need to talk to this Courtney girl, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing how connected someone can feel to you without ever having met you. But at the same time, it's such a more personal relationship, speaking from a podcasting perspective, because your listeners inviting you to the most intimate space they could possibly invite you, which is right here between, you know, in their ears. Right. They're inviting you into their inner world. They're not doing that on social media. They're quickly scrolling, you know, and you got to grab them. And if you're not doing that, of course, you're getting overlooked. Yeah. Whereas as a podcast listener, just like you said, you know, the podcast I'm obsessed with, it's because of the host. It's because of them and their take and their perspective and their realness. And you feel so connected with them. You trust them more and you look up to them as that guide. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fantastic. So as far as like, someone's journey through podcasting, what is ramp up like? I mean, is this like, so did someone mentally could be prepared that they're listening right now? Is this like a six month deal, a one year, like, you know, Hey, Courtney, I'm thinking about it. I'm here in the, in the audience. And yeah. what is, what's a timeline journey for them? We usually say 90 days. Our framework, wow. we set it up in 90 days. Why? Because I feel like it shouldn't take longer than that to get a podcast up. Two reasons. Let me, let me go a little deeper here for a moment. Yep. One, if you have the desire on your heart to have a podcast, it's usually because you see the power in podcasting as the vehicle to get you where you want to go, whether that's to build awareness around a topic, whether that's to drive revenue for your business, whether that's just to have a platform to share your thought leadership in an open and honest way. There's a deeper purpose there for you. So first, get clear on that, right? Because that's going to be the thing that pulls you through those those dark moments or those boring moments in podcasting where we're like, oh gosh, another episode on whatever it is, you know? (laughs) But it's, it's the thing that pulls you through. So first, clarify that. Second, if you don't have clarity on that, you're going to drag your feet. Yep. You're going to buy that mic. It's going to sit on the shelf. It's going to collect dust. It will be six months or a year. And you're going to be like, yeah, that podcast, it just goes in that same, you know, drawer in your brain as the book you want to write. And, you know, mm-hmm. for one day, right? It'll never happen. So the reason we have, you know, our particular process set up over a 90 day period is because there's really essentially three pillars that go into a successful, profitable podcast launch. Without these three pillars, what's going to happen, and this is what a lot of people do, is they make this mistake. They buy the mic, they plug it in, they hit record, and they hit publish. A couple episodes in, they're like, gosh, I'm only getting a few downloads, five downloads, 10 downloads. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, let me do a few more episodes, keep going, right? They get to episode five or six, and they just give up because they're like, this is freaking hard, and I'm tired. Like, this this Mm -hmm. is not getting me the traction that I expected. And that is true. The latest statistic is that most new podcasters don't make it past episode six. Wow. But it is not because they didn't have a voice that sounded good on air, or it's not because they weren't masters of their message or because they didn't have enough knowledge or they needed more expertise, right? All these things we make it mean about ourselves that it didn't actually mean. Mm -hmm. What it really boils down to is that they did not have a high converting content system to attract, keep, and convert new listeners. They didn't strategically launch their podcast, which means they likely did not rank. So their show didn't get the visibility that it needed to gain traction from day one and didn't have a long-term audience building strategy. Those are the three ingredients, high converting content, 
strategic launch plan, long-term audience building strategy. Because if you were to go into podcasting without any one of these pillars, let's say you had the high converting content, you had the launch, but you didn't have the long-term audience growth. Well, it's kind of one hit wonder, you know, you'd peak and then you'd burn out like a firework on the 4th of July, right? It's there and it's nice for a moment and then it's forgotten. Right. Same thing with the launch and the leverage piece, right? We call it create, launch, and leverage. So if you've got the launch strategy and you've got the long-term growth piece, but you don't have the high converting content piece, you're going to have a really hard time converting listeners from your show, much less getting them to listen to your show in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so that essentially is going to make you a broke podcaster, right? Yeah. You're not going to be able to make any money or generate revenue. Sure, if you were to get to, you know, 5,000, 10,000 downloads per episode, maybe someone will sponsor you. But if you're lacking that high converting content piece, it's going to be hard to get there. Yeah. And you, thing, if you had high converting content and leverage, but you didn't launch it. Well, who's going to even know that you exist? Exactly. Right? People are only seeing those top 200 shows in the Apple charts. Yes. Um, you have to be a little bit of a storyteller and a someone who likes to educate, don't you? Don't you think you have to have a little bit of those two elements to be a podcaster? I would agree that it's it's easier and more enjoyable when you have yeah. that naturally. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't mean you have to be a great storyteller. For years, I didn't consider myself to be a great storyteller. But you have to have at least a desire to help people to yes. educate. And I think most of our, you know, most of our coaches, our consultants, you know, our speakers fall into that category because mm-hmm. it's the work they're already doing. Yep. You know, we're just amplifying that. Uh, but let's say you take someone like my husband, who's a civil engineer. Yeah. And he loves, you know, spend his time behind a, a spread, you know, a spreadsheet all day long. Yep. Like he probably wouldn't be the ideal candidate to host a podcast. He would listen to him all day. Right. But might not be the perfect person to host. Yeah. 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 Because I want to make sure that when someone's thinking about this, because it's not for everyone, you know, it's not. You have so many options out there to grow your business. Podcasting is one of them. Um, but it, you you have to make sure it aligns with you. It's a good fit because consistency is king. If you get into this and you're not consistent, as Courtney alluded to, most people stop at episode six. Like it's not going to work for you. You can't just do it kind of, and excuse my French, half ass. You got to go in full, right? You got to go in with both feet, you know? Absolutely. Consistency yeah. is key. This is why for me, my goal has been one episode a week, mm-hmm. period. You know, there's a lot of podcast hosts out there who do two episodes, three, five, seven. You know, they have a daily podcast. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. That's my reaction. I'm like, no. But the reason, I mean, look, we've got the guest demand for it. We are currently booked yeah. with our guest roster to t- February of 2024. We're recording this in July of 2023. Nice. So the demand is absolutely there. I could certainly say, okay, guys, we're going to two episodes a week. You know, we're going to start. Pl- but I know that if I can't confidently remain consistent, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ratchet that up. Yep. I'm going to stick with what I can be consistent with. Yeah. So this is the other thing I tell people too. If you are considering a podcast, don't feel like you have to go all in and then all or nothing, right? Yep. Where it's like podcasting or bust. Mm-hmm. You know, what we want to see you do is implement this as a part of your marketing strategy. Yep. Positioning it at the top of your funnel where it can help to drive traffic to your email list and your offers and mm-hmm. also generate content for all of your other platforms that you're looking to grow. You know, you look at someone like Say Hill Bloom or Alex Hormozy. You know, a lot of the content that they post on their 
short form, you know, their TikToks yep. or their Twitter, it's coming from their podcast. It's a yep. video of them with a podcasting mic, right? They're repurposing that content or the Twitter feed that Alex Hormozzi posts is literally like 10 little snippets from some little golden nugget he delivered on his, his episode, right? Or an episode where he was a guest. So it can definitely help you streamline in that way. But to your point, Kat, it definitely needs to be something that you can commit to because it's not a commitment for you as it is so much a commitment for your audience. Absolutely. They're going to develop that trust and be looking at you as their guide. And think about it. Think about if your favorite influencer, I'm a Hormozy fan. Think if he stopped publishing content tomorrow because like, he was burnt out, right? Or because he was like, I'm just, I need a break, right? And yep. he, or just ghosted. And you'd be like, right. You'd go, whoa, what, 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 what happened? And that's it. See, people develop that relationship with you. And just like if you were dating someone and they just up and ghost you, that nobody likes that, right? That, right. that doesn't feel good. It's the same kind of thing. So you gotta you gotta be in it, <clears throat> recognizing that this is this is truly a duty you have to your audience, and it's a commitment that you're making to them. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, this has been amazing, Courtney, and the time has just breezed through. And so, um, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. But this is great. This was very educational. I love the conversation. And of course, I love podcasting and um, I, I believe people can truly benefit from them from it if they commit to it and they have a plan and a strategy. I, I totally agree uh, completely. So what do you have for my audience? Because I know you have a something yes. special, something really special. <laughs> so, Kat, you know, every I would say month or so, this is a live recurring event that we do and I do it live and I keep these events really small and intimate on purpose. And what mm-hmm. it is, is it's a workshop that I teach where I walk you through the three-part system that I gave you today to create, launch, and leverage a top-ranked podcast. Now, two things you need to know about this workshop. There is no pitch. This is purely educational. This is for those people who are out there considering a podcast and for those who maybe have launched a podcast that isn't performing like they want it to, right? So someone who's toying with the idea of launching one or someone who has a podcast that's getting less than 500 downloads per episode. This three-part process that I will walk you through, we'll talk about you know, what you need to succeed in the world of podcasting so you can attract new listeners, keep those listeners coming back to binge your content, and ultimately convert those listeners into clients and customers. So antifragileentrepreneurship.co slash workshop is where you can go to get all the details on the next event. We keep these very intimate. They usually, if we, we, we will send out one email about these and then less than 24 hours, they'll be full. So if you're awesome. listening to this, I would say go to that link, grab a seat for the next workshop that the landing page there will have all the up-to-date information. It's, it's live. It'll always have the up-to-date information and grab a seat. And I would love, love, love to see you there. Awesome. So, so is, um, I'm always curious about entrepreneurs. So I have to ask you, Courtney, what's your five-year plan? What's your five, 10-year plan? What do you, what do you want to happen with your business? Yeah. Oh, I love this. Kat, you know, this past year has been interesting for me because, you know, really the, the broader scope of what I teach and my thought leadership, if you will, is on this topic of anti-fragile entrepreneurship. And this idea of not how can we succeed, right? We've got so many podcasts out there, how to succeed at marketing or sales or whatever it might be. But I'm interested in how do we fail better? Mm -hmm. And that's really what anti-fragility is all about. You know, and growing through what you go through, whether it's the curveball at a left field, like the diagnosis I didn't expect at 25, 
or whether it's just the little stuff like the the email someone sends you and you're like, oh, where did that come from? What, what the, you know, didn't expect yeah. that today. Right. And how do we navigate this on, on this journey of entrepreneurship and growing our businesses? So in five, 10 years, you know, I mean, I, I guess if we were to look out 10 years, I would love for this idea of anti-fragile entrepreneurship to be a household name amongst entrepreneurs, to be a way of life amongst entrepreneurs. We're not so much looking at how do we get to the peak or the pinnacle of success as much as we're looking at and interested in how can we fail better? How can we navigate more quickly? How can we get out of the lows more effectively to bring us to those high points, right? So that's yeah. something I'm passionate about. And it's a topic I just, I love talking about. And of course, if you're love listening to podcasts, I'd love for you to come check mine out too. It's anti-fragile entrepreneurship where we talk about that. And I would also mm -hmm. love to see in the podcasting space specifically, you know, for me, personal goals, business goals, we'd love to help a thousand entrepreneurs leverage their message via a podcast, you know, because I think of the ripple effect that that can create and what a wonderful world it would be. Yeah. So Jared asked for the website. I, it popped it up, Jared. I hope you got it. I'll also drop it in the, uh, the copy of the, um, this episode. Uh, awesome. Courtney, it was so great to have you on. I love your energy. Uh, I'll have to uh, tune into the podcast again. And um, thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. And thank you for the special offer to anyone who is listening. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Yes. Awesome. Kat, thank, thank you for having me. This has been fun. Okay. You have a happy fourth. <laughs> you too. Thank you again for joining me for my Stand Out and Grow podcast. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I am going to put all the links in uh, each of the podcast uh, platforms so that you have all the information. And please connect to Courtney. I think it's a great program. Again, I'm a big fan of podcasting. And if you can grow your business with podcasting, you should be a big fan too. Thank you so much. Until next time, you got this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.